0: I'm Matthew McCleary, and I'm Mitchell McCleary, and this is Movies While They Sleep, the podcast where two brothers watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. Welcome to today's episode where we watched Alfred Hitchcock's classic Rear Window. Starring Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly. It's that time of year, how could we have an October of movies without some Hitchcock? So we decided to revisit one of our favorites, an absolute classic, Rear Window. Check it out if you have never seen it. There's never been a better time. We love this movie and we are just excited to get into this conversation. And I also want to say we've been teasing this a little bit, but later this week, we are going to have another episode with uh, filmmaker guest Jared Hogan and his horror movie extravaganza or whatever it is we're calling it. We watched a bunch of horror movies. You can check those out on our Instagram at Movies While They Sleep to check out the movies that we have already seen and what we're going to be discussing with Jared. Uh, Looking forward to that. In the meantime, we are going to cut to our conversation about Rear Window, already in progress. Let's jump in, sleepy heads. Rear Window, I'm curious if you have an origin on this, um, or what your origin on, on Rear Window is, um, but Rear Window was the very first movie I ever watched in a film class in college. Oh, really? That's yeah. So they play that to get you hooked? It, it it like seriously it, it i don't know i don't know if that's the idea it was film 1 i was a freshman i wasn't even a film major at that point and i and i had seen rear window earlier that year because my youth pastor it's his favorite movie and i hadn't heard of it so i checked it out and then i you know got registered in this class and i got the syllabus and the first movie is rear window they show it before they show citizen kane that was week 2 um and it's funny i had a film class like for Eng- like mm-hmm. as an english major you could do like a film film studies class yeah and the first movie we watched was like beauty and the beast from like the 30s oh okay it's I mean, on criterion yeah i mean but it is like yeah it's it's much less palatable for like getting you excited yes. about like that world of cinema That's the thing. And I think even like, even Citizen Kane is harder to immediately engage with. Yeah. Even though it is a masterpiece. And, but you put on Rear Window. It's like a bottle episode. Yeah. In a lecture hall with 250 college students. And we're like, hell yeah, this is great. It's, it's zippy. It is quick. It's, the pacing is so good. I, I think that was something that, Struck me on this rewatch. Every time I watch it, it gets shorter. Yeah. I'm like, hold on, this, she's not supposed to get caught in the apartment for another 30 minutes. Like, right. Th- this is that, you know. Um, and, uh, or the cigarette it, shot. I'm not supposed <sighs> to see that yet. Oh, yeah. um So, anyways, yeah. Rear window is the first one we, We watched in film school, and I think part of the reason why—and this to me is—is the big piece of this movie that I love so much. When people ask why do you love Rear Window, usually I say kind of jokingly because oh, because I like people watching, (laughs) Uh, right? And that's what because you like watching movies. (laughs) Yeah, yes, because I like watching movies. Um, But the real reason I love it so much is that Rear Window is probably more than any Hitchcock movie this kind of perfect encapsulation of hitchcock's idea of pure cinema and i think we've talked about on the podcast before but this idea of what rear window does could only be done in this medium Mm. and that's not to say that this story couldn't be told in a different medium because it's actually technically based on like a short story or a novella but the way that he is telling the story uh, there's a reason that it's been committed to film and that he's not that it's not a stage production or a book right. or a radio drama. Um, but and we get that right off the bat. the first few shots of the movie, there's basically no dialogue and he's setting up everything that's gonna happen. It's all oh how, uh, how great is the the window curtains going up feeling like stage curtains? Yes, starting a place. Yes. You, and and it's not just the the story of the courtyard or the the the, the, the residents in the courtyard. It's the the camera pans over Jeffrey's uh, cast, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it goes and like photos of that he took that got the accident. And, yeah, it's like, like a, there's a, broken, a little bit a, of a little bit camera. of cheese ball with a like headline. Yeah, photographer <laughs> almost dies. I don't even know if that's in it, but it sure. feels like it's in it. But but it's like it's so trim. That's what I like about it. It's, Mm -hmm. it takes, it takes 20 seconds and you, you're like, Oh, I get it. Okay. We don't, you don't, they don't need to waste time explaining. Yeah. And, and then you get all of these establishing shots of the apartments in the courtyard. And so you're immediately just setting up each of these different characters. Um, and it's all done visually and effortless and it's effortless. And, and I have to imagine it it was probably one of the most technically difficult made films uh, up until that point in time right. right but he makes it look so so effortless it's so what it was, well, and it the, was and the set was completely built by him yeah the the set is all an indoor set at Paramount it was the biggest indoor built movie set ever um, up until that point and and he, everything had to be absolutely perfect all of the scaling but all of the 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 set decoration everything because it's not even though it's an apartment courtyard and and you're shooting it from far away he's he's still able to get into everything and so all the details matter and yeah. and and i think you just you see that right off the bat the perfection is so impressive oh yeah like there was uh like one moment that i i I was thinking about that this set was built, it was like, how is this this perfect? When um, you see in the reflection of one of the open windows the uh, what's the what's the guy's name? The bad guy. Thorwald. Thorwald. Yeah. Oh come on, Thorwald. Pick <laughs> up the phone. Uh, Jimmy Stewart impressions and Sue. Uh What no 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Um, but Thorwald's like walking from one room of his apartment to another, but you see him first in the reflection yeah. of the window that's open. Yeah. But it's like, how is the how is the angle of that window and like you know with like a camera? I mean, it has to be every. It has to be the angle of the window, the angle of the camera looking at the window, everything exactly has to be perfect. Yeah. Exactly. And so the fact that that he was able to get that from Jimmy Stewart's apartment. It, it just it's just like oh my gosh how many more of these like how impossible was this yeah <clears throat> and in the way you know all of that is is supporting which his kind of central i, I, I don't want to call it a gag or or a, um, a gimmick mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know i think uh have you ever seen rope the hitchcock yes. movie rope yes so so rope slightly is less effective less effective i think Rope's still a good really movie. good yeah. um but rope is also a little more gimmicky right right we're going to attempt to create something that at least feels like it's a single shot and so there's there's all these limitations to that um, and right. this is this is rear window is a movie about limitations um literally the, the main character but also the director limiting himself right. with this conceit of yeah we're going to basically be in this apartment the whole time But what the white stripes of movies. (laughs) But what is so successful about it is how it it never really feels like you lose something by only staying in the apartment. Right, right. Like it, it, in less uh, masterful hands, you'd get sick of it pretty quick. You're, you're you're totally like, okay, come on, can we be done with this? Yeah. Like, and 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 it just works perfectly yeah so what's your origin game. with Rear Window um I honestly do not remember I think me, maybe me and Sarah watched it mm. I, I I feel like it. I feel like we watched it me and her her, her family always has uh, the Turner Classic Movies channel yeah. on and that was actually kind of my introduction into just older movies yeah like even Hitchcock yeah um I feel like I watched a lot of his movies at at her family's house. Like her parents are asleep on the couch, and just you know, this yeah. Audrey Hepburn movie comes on. Yeah, but um, I remember it being instantly like a Hall of Fame movie, like right off the bat. We're like, okay, this just yeah, a- every beat of it is so different, and and you you just I love that those types of movies where you know right away, oh, this is a an S tier in my my oh, book you yeah. know like it just nails every th- it checks every box that i'm looking for 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 me it's it's one of those movies where sometimes i wonder have i built this up in my head is it is it as good as i think yeah, it is And perfect. every time i rewatch it it's oh no this is this is a masterpiece this is yeah. this is what movie making it uh, should be yeah And the genius, another like part of the genius to me is like, you know, I've read an analysis of the movie or reviews or whatever. And, you know, obviously people talk about the fact that we are Jimmy Stewart, like we're watching a movie of like a movie is people's private lives that we're getting to watch. And that's what he's doing. And so there's that like connection we have with him and we place ourselves in it. But, man, if it doesn't feel like the ultimate rainy day movie of I'm stuck in this space and so is this guy. (laughs) And there's such a comfort in that for some reason. Like, there's almost more comfort in the fact that he can't, like, that he has to watch the movie, too. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, like to be in the action is the (laughs) dangerous thing. And yeah yeah exactly like like okay i do not want. but that's go what movie on, watching is right i don't want to go on the like oh my gosh the blister footed adventure of lord of the rings right now yeah i, I just see their boots and like the rain i'm like oh, <laughs> God, i don't want to watch that but him i'm like yeah i'm laying down too <laughs> or rear window yeah um yeah, boy. So, that, so there's just a rewatchability to yeah. it. i uh, like, yeah, uh, totally let check agree. back in with these these uh, apartment dwellers. Yeah. Uh, it also feels like such a great uh, COVID movie. Uh yes. Like, I remember... Dis- very responsibly distanced uh, well characters. But I, I remember the first, you know, that first six, eight weeks of the pandemic and, like, really not leaving the house and and boy Take <laughs> and I'm not a I did not sit at my front window and watch my neighbors but boy if I didn't figure out my neighbor's routines pretty quickly anyway like yep there he is <laughs> uh, it, I mean it, it was walking it, the dog again. Yeah, it was the same stuff and you start to see okay who who is walk who's walking to the CVS every day at this time like and you just yeah. see those things it's such a um, like fast forwarded version of life where it's like there's so much comfort in routines and then when madness strikes it's like exciting and terrifying at the same time and you're like is this actually happening to to my little safe world that I've you know been inhabiting and you know when my neighbors are on their driveway Murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> when my neighbors are on their driveway on a friday night and they've been drinking too much maybe and they're yelling at each other do i you know kind of just uh open the door a little bit and check out what's going on yeah of uh, course i do but, oh my gosh when a car parks in the middle of my street at like 11 at night and i'm about to walk up to go to bed and i see it with the lights on in the middle of the street and i'm like i'm watching this car until yep. something happens. Yep. Oh, until yeah. the driver tries to break into my house or some <sighs> deal goes down, I'm here for it. Yeah. It's a totally. free movie. <laughs> uh, so I, wanted, I want to tell one quick, uh, just my experience of rewatching this movie because it was kind of a, more mm. of a, a unique experience. So I watched this, like I said, like rented this on Netflix on DVD the first time I saw it. I watched it in you know, uh, I was going to say this rewatch this past week was the first time I'd seen this in a theater but that's technically not true because I had watched it in a lecture hall in college but that felt like a different experience you know mm-hmm. we we most probably 95% of the people in that room hadn't seen it before and uh, film study screenings were always a little bit different or, you know, yeah. Are they like, you know, in segments too? No, we would always watch the movie straight through. Um, oh. but like this was film one. So it was the biggest, it was one of the bigger film classes, 250, 300 students. Wow. And a lot of people are taking a film class just to take a film class, you know? Right. Um, And so it's just a it's just a kind of a different experience. It's it's a real mixed bag in terms of who's there, how they're engaging with it. Mm. Um, So, I, my friend, uh, our friend Tony, um, and I went and saw Rear Window at the Tower Theater in Sacramento. Shout out to Tower. Shout out. Uh, They're doing Hitchcock. Support um, your local theaters. Yeah, seriously. Um, uh, Tower is doing uh, Hitchcock Wednesdays all month for October, and genius first week was rear window and uh we tony got the tickets and we we pull up to the theater and there's a line of people out uh, out the door and i'm like this is it this is th- like the 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 cinephiles of sacramento are here right right <laughs> and They're like yep this is it and we're in the main theater at tower and the room was packed and I uh, and and just kind of buzzing like people are mm-hmm. you know because everybody's there to see rear window for the most part you know they know like, what's isn't this great yeah <laughs> yeah and, i agree uh, it's good too and it was cool the theater manager actually got uh came down in front with a microphone and introduced the movie introduced their programming for the month of october and he kind of got a little emotional because it was the biggest crowd that they'd had at the theater since pre-covid Wow. even though even though towers probably been open six or eight months, um, they right. had not had a, a crowd like that since before the pandemic. and wow. uh, so I think I think for them it, it, it was a really big deal and right. and he I mean he was just giddy. He said, okay. Raise your hand if you've never seen Rear Window before, and there was like you know maybe twenty people of the two hundred oh, really? or so in there. Yeah, lucky them. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, good, I won't say anything." I mean, you <gasps> oh, can. <laughs> I picture him like salivating. I mean, His, like fingers like. It, Whoa. That's what it was. You could just see this guy was just so excited that that so excited about movies, so excited about this one in particular, and uh, just just thrilled that these people were going to experience this for the first time. And, and that's the best way to do it. If you love a movie, to share it with someone, yeah, it's like you're in a theater. You have to watch it versus yes. watching them on the couch look at their phone during important parts. Oh, absolutely, and and so uh, and then he's just you know giddy about the rest of their programming. If you haven't seen if you haven't seen Psycho on the big screen, you got to come out for that. Like, it. you got to come back. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that the, like the last? I th- Wednesday I, in the month? I, I think actually Psycho, they're playing it like on Halloween or that weekend. Smart. Um, smart. You got a cap with Psycho. Yeah. So uh, they were doing, they did Vertigo tonight, I believe. And then uh, next mm. week is uh, Strangers on a Train. Um, Vertigo would be fun. Yeah. And, and just. I mean, it's a super fun experience. Everyone in that theater was keyed in, ready to go. And for me, my big takeaway on this watch of this movie it was I never realized how funny Rear Window is. Mm. Like this theater was cracking up all right. the time. And not because it's like cheesy, corny dialogue from the 50s, but right. because actually it's a funny movie right and And charming performances very charming performances all every i mean basically every other line out of stella's mouth uh uh, the 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 line something like jeff asks her uh did you get a look at his face? And she says, well, "I'll tell you, it's not a face that would get him a bank loan." Uh, <laughs> and, and it just kind of takes a second, and then everybody in the theater laughs at that line. Like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that is a funny line. <laughs> uh, and 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 that's what it was throughout the whole movie. Just, oh, this is really funny, and and not like, you know, laughing because it felt dated. It people weren't laughing at that stuff. It's clever. Um, yeah and and so I, it was just like it was this really neat experience of being in this theater everybody is just kind of ready to give themselves over to the charm of this movie right and and it just it was a great experience so lo- loved loved that the screening of rear window a little different than our titan experience <laughs> oh yeah we saw titan <laughs> Four, I don't know what that's how you say. Four days earlier in that in that very same theater. And it was like slightly us, different energy in the uh, room. Us and like, what, six other film bros? Who were all like, oh, God. <laughs> Doubled over, cringing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was <laughs> a bad experience. Uh, it's a rough one, let me tell you. <laughs> now that's fun, though yeah it was super fun so uh and and the, the suspense stuff works you know was just like if everyone's feeding off everyone in that room like we're all kind of leaning in in those scenes and and i think that's you know one of the things too about this movie is i know all the beats of the movie i know how everything is gonna go i i know how it ends but hitchcock go on thorwald <laughs> he he like it's a cliche but he is the master of suspense and right. it doesn't matter how many times you've seen that movie you get a theater full of people and w- we are wrapped up in it yeah right. because it's such a simple i mean the the movie is a master class in simplicity also hmm. um there there is nothing extravagant nothing there's no over fat the top on the movie. The, oh no it's a, such a lean movie and there's so much uh, restraint. <clears throat> restraint and confidence i you know let me let me maybe make an observation we, you alluded to this earlier but there's the, that that sequence when the dog dies mm-hmm. and everyone in the courtyard is poking their heads out to try to figure out what's happened right and the and, owner is grieving yeah and like yelling out to everybody yeah i started i started doing that today I forget what it was like is that why you did th- oh no it was uh, I was reading a bedtime story to Abel and it's this cat that has nine lives and it keeps dying oh my gosh I well okay do you remember that that book called The Mitten and it's like kind of Christmassy sure yeah but same illustrator so it's like amazing illustrations it's Comet Comet's nine lives so the cat keeps dying and then okay. like you know in the end he, he uh, finds he finds his companion and it's yeah. all good but There's just, like, one part of the book where it's like, is that why you killed him? (laughs) Because he loved you too much? (laughs) (laughs) He's the only one that never liked you in this town. Started reciting Rear Window. He's Uh. very confused. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so they're grieving. They're yelling out to the complex. It's nighttime. And Jeffries makes the observation that there's only one person in that courtyard that didn't poke his head out the window and that was Thorwald. Oh, Thorwald. And th- it's it's this absolutely incredible shot of that dark apartment and that glowing ring <laughs> from his cigarette. Man, it's the it's like the best movie shot of all time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I I mean like I can't I, not smile. It's I, like yeah. it's like cuz it, the way he layers it it's as if Kowal is, like, confirming or affirming, like, yes, it is true that I am the only one that didn't pop my head out. Yes. Hello. (laughs) Yes. It's like you can hear the explanation. And it's set up so perfectly because you've seen him smoking in his apartment earlier. Like, everything about that. Like, he does that shot twice. Mm -hmm, But the first time, he only lingers on it for, like, a second. So it's not as moody. But... By God. After the crime's been committed. uh, So you... Scheming and and it's the in the it's the Jeffrey's line of like uh, I I don't know what he says but um, you know it's it's uh, Lisa you almost he he almost had me convinced that Thorwald wasn't the killer. Uh, but let me tell you and and it's this you know this thing about the dog and you're kind of like okay is has he kind of gone crazy like because that's a lot of the tension of the first two thirds of the movie and that would be very hitchcockian too yes if like he starts losing his mind like, yeah thinking oh okay now red. now it's about the dog and thorwald not... Do you see those flowers they're Ooh. a little bit shorter now yeah yeah <laughs> now it's about the dog and thorwald not looking out of his apartment because the dog is dead but then you get the shot of the cigarette and you're like oh you you know what? Never mind. He's right. He's right. This That's guy it. did it. Like, it's, it is so, it tells you everything. So, you get this perfect shot. It's so sinister. It is so suspenseful. But the guy, Thorwald, is like the least menacing, like, least. Like, he's, got, he, he's got some dead eyes for sure yeah oh yeah and he's an imposing figure but there's nothing inherently like frightening right. about him right all of the fear and terror but don't you see that's the genius of it like yeah all yeah. of the fear and terror of thorwald is because of what hitchcock does not because of right. the actor playing him and you know nothing about and i not to discredit the actor um, or the performance, because I think it's it's incredible how much dread is conveyed from across a courtyard and uh, it's effective because he's like an everyman too, where you're like yes, oh, that guy could be just turned just so, flip the switch I mean this is it's amazing what he does in this movie. It's amazing what Hitchcock does to create that. also, I love the um setup for the murder where he's like his wife is just kind of be annoying to him <laughs> and H- Hitchcock's like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough of a reason. She's uh. like, "You dummy, go get me my soup or whatever." <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I've had enough. Get her out of here." Very revealing. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, there's so many, so many things to talk about in this movie. I, I just, I think that, illis- that, that scene in the middle with the dog dying and the, the cigarette shot. That to me is the epitome of the suspense stuff. Mm-hmm. you know and then there's all the mechanics of the the situation he puts lisa in and being trapped in the other other apartment and and jeffrey's not being able to do anything to help because right. doing anything gives a, it all gives him away out. yeah i mean there's such a paralyzed trapped feeling um that 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 he he just i mean just to 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 uh, manufacture that that sequence is is really incredible, um, and and it's one of those things where it's like a lot of times you're watching a movie and it's like oh come on dummy you could do this, and yeah, he's like he's got a broken leg <laughs> he can't it's but it's like he can't even yell across uh, he can't even yell because to do so to gives it away like right. it would probably be more w- would be worse for Lisa than than doing what he does and so it's just it, he he takes he takes away Jeffrey's ability to do anything. And yeah. and that is you know obviously a metaphor for people watching movies like right like you are um, yeah like basically we're forced to experience whatever is being yeah put in front of us yeah and uh, and and it's you know no matter how much I'd like it to stop Tatton yeah, yeah I mean we <laughs> could turn turn the movie off and but even that is like That's even lame. that even no no but even that is. Is kind of talked about in the film because you know Stella and Lisa even to an extent they kind of get on Jeffrey's like you gotta stop like, like close the blinds close the blinds and he does he closes the blinds and that's the night of the murder like yeah he he he's you know oh, okay I'm done and then there's a scream in the middle of the night um, or is that the dog dying uh, I think uh. I can't remember. Yeah. But what a, what a great like hazy, sleepy like yeah. like with the windows open, it raining out and you're just kind of asleep sleeping kind of coming in and out of it. Yeah. Like why is why is that connect so deeply? Yeah. You know. I don't, uh, it does for me at least. Yeah. Like and I don't know why like there's almost a coziness to it even though someone's being murdered. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's that sequence where it's that first night of rain where the murder happens and it's this just flashes of and and it's and it and it sets it up so well because it's because it's enough that Jeffries is able to doubt himself yeah he sees just enough he sees he sees enough to think something but it's also he was not quite lucid enough to be able to trust himself totally yeah you know oh yeah I definitely saw this you know yeah I love that feeling of it's kind of like a in college, like we were up a couple floors, yeah. so I'd have the window open while it's raining. Like, you wake up in the middle of the night and like hear a train, yeah. like a few miles away, and just this sense of the amount of life and stuff happening, even though you're unconscious, yeah, this whole world. And like, and like that train guy has no idea that I heard that whistle, yeah, and just this like weird non connection connection there, you know. Well, I was just gonna say, I, I, you point that out, and I was gonna point this out about that movie, Hitchcock. Basically, limits all of the sound in in the film is all you know in movie sound. It's it's what they call diegetic um, music and diegetic sound effects. So everything exists in Mm. the world of the movie, right? And, And and it's a really noisy film in that way. You're constantly hearing the traffic from the other side of the building. You're hearing like birds. You're hearing lingering music from the courtyard. You're just this kind of low level of sound that is the the buzz of life yes exactly and And how genius to have a piano player be one of the tenants i know so you have your soundtrack he 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 is able to put some music in the film um and all of it to be diegetic to the world of these characters yeah man how many movies did hitchcock make in total do we know this number i don't i i I mean offhand i'm gonna look it up um more than 50. Good lord. So basically one a year. Yeah. Um and uh and, and it's and it's crazy to the the breadth of Hitchcock's filmography because his first movies were in the 20s and they were silent films and right. they and he were redid some of those, didn't he? Yeah. And um they were silent films in Europe and in Britain and uh, his, his last, the last movie that he made when he, during his life was in 1976. What movie was it? It was Family Plot. Okay. I haven't seen it. Um, which I, I haven't seen either. Um, uh, but I mean, the guy is making movies, you know, over the span of 50 years. Right. And I never it. lets up. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, you, this is you, his, uh, I mean, obviously his aesthetic, but maybe in this movie, especially the restraint. Cause when I think about thrillers in 2021, I just think very busy Yeah, and very, uh, I don't know, loud and lots of stuff going on and lots of fat okay, talking about thrillers. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what's the last good thriller you've seen? Last good thriller I saw. This is a great question. Uh, rear window. No, I don't know. Um, I feel like a lot of movies say they're thrillers, but it just say like excuse to not be a drama or a, I mean, I guess parasite is that a thriller. It's very Hitchcockian. I'll say that. Yeah. It, it's hard to define. Cause I think, I think modern, the modern use of the word thriller brings mm-hmm. a different thing to mind. Yeah. Um, y- y- you know, *Disturbia*. No, uh, <laughs> really uh, that was the my definition of a thriller movie in like 2007 no i yeah um i think that's fair um i but i, I think about see it's it's funny because i go in a letterbox and I'm, I'm just like looking at the films all films by popularity and i'm sorting by thrillers mm-hmm. and the the number one thriller is parasite but number uh, six on this list is once upon a time in Hollywood which is nowhere near what I would call a thriller um, right but but again it it's categorized that way I, gone girls is probably a thriller um and that's on this list but I don't Really think No Country for Old Men is a thriller, but I I wouldn't know what else to call it. I I, w- I wish there was a um, I mean maybe there is, but a resource that calculated... Do we we need like sports statistics, but with movies, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And w- the statistic I'm interested in is uh, shots per film, like different oh, yeah. or, or or cuts per film. Yeah, there, there's places to find this. Really? Oh yeah, totally. Because I think uh, what I'm trying to land on of why I love. Rear Window, as a thriller, is that that being a much lower count, like a lot less shots or cuts for however many per minute, you know, than what people feel comfortable doing in 2021. Yeah, God, I think about so the first podcast we ever did uh, as a trial run was The Little Things. Okay, Little Things is a thriller yeah jared leto denzel washington and uh malik what's his first name? rami malik yeah rami malik and yeah that that's might be a modern thriller that i've seen recently but it was just terrible and we did not release this podcast because it was very good and we kind of just like you know we're testing things out and we were just making fun of the movie the entire time, which is not fun to listen to. Yeah. But, my God, the amount of jump cuts oh per minute was... Un- we, we counted it for one 30-second scene. It ended up being, like, 50 yeah. or something. Something, like, more than the amount of seconds in the scene. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. The editing's so all over the place in that movie. It might... Or like, and, you know, that movie especially is bad, but... I don't know. I feel like a lot of modern movies have that like music video sensibility, where it's like yeah. just so much jumping around. Yeah. Um, I I often feel that in modern movies too, where it's like you get they get you get to a sequence and it's trying to you know it's like an important sequence, but the only way the filmmaker knows how to tell that story is to put some song in it into it, and then just a kind of very rapid cutting. And and it's and it becomes literally just a music video montage for whatever pop song they've inserted into the movie, and it advances right. it advances the story or whatever. But it's like, it it's like oh, this is the poppy creative way, uh, creative, you know, uh, mm-hmm. this is the the poppy easy way I should say that we're gonna yeah. skim through this montage um, and keep the viewer interested, and you know, I mean, obviously none of this stuff existed. You know the conception of music videos or whatever when Rear Window is made, but he he doesn't have to rely on any of those gimmicky stuff. Yeah, I guess I'm just nostalgic for a time that attention span was able to. I know. Be dialed in. I don't know if this is a podcast I was listening to or talking to a friend or something, but they were talking about their friends and like let's watch a movie. They're like, watch a whole movie. Like I don't know the attention span for that. What? Yeah. I think it's I think it was actually a podcast someone was talking about it and I'm oh. like things are getting crazy <laughs> how depressing is that yeah where it's like kids you know I think it's like probably like teenagers who are like watch the whole movie oh. <laughs> it's like for and like I think movies kind of reflect that or oh my maybe they're starting to a little bit well it, but that's the thing is like and this is i mean this is in the news right now but this past weekend there were two big movies that were released mm-hmm. the last duel which is mm-hmm. ridley scott doing a medieval knights action not i don't know it's not an action movie because a lot of it is not the the duel is amazing but but st- st- starring and written by matt damon and ben affleck Right. And Adam Driver and Jodie Comer, who is amazing. Any other uh, time, this is like the movie. Yeah. And it did terrible business this weekend. $5 million in the box office. I mean, wow. that is absolutely a bomb. Right. And, even in the pandemic. And then the other big movie of the weekend was Halloween Kills. Right. The... The critically panned sequel to the Halloween, you know, continuation franchise. I've only heard terrible things. Only heard terrible things, and that becomes this smashing success over the weekend, grossing over fifty million dollars. And that movie is also streaming on Peacock, so you didn't even have to go to the movie theater to see it. People could have just stayed home and watched it. But that's what they're going to see. Right? That it doesn't make any sense to me. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the weekend before it was James, the new James Bond movie and it did, it did okay. It didn't do what a James Bond movie is normally going to do business wise. Right. Right. But it's like, is everything, everything that's going to make money, does it have to be based on some existing intellectual property? Like. I I don't understand it. Yeah. I I don't either. The the lack of interest in. Like not the same thing again. I know, I know. I mean, I'm I'm definitely like that for television, but for movies, it's like, oh TV. yeah, I cannot start a TV show. Jeez. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky to start Succession because it's the greatest show of all time. But no, oh, it's a, it's incredible. I, I, I start a new show if 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 the television's lucky once a year, maybe, <sighs> maybe, yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Maybe. I'll, I'll try a new show <laughs> I'm yeah i'm picturing people be like are you insane because <laughs> there's so much stuff but there's only like two things that are good i know it's it's all so blah but it's it's just feeding that, that it's like the it's the inverse you know it's like there's there's only two good television shows right now at least in my head and yet there's a yeah, million i know million succession made. succession and the great british bake-off all right three but great british isn't really a television show it's i know i'm a, just kidding it's more of a just you know IV drip of comfort yeah um it's, a, it's a warm blanket to make me feel better after i watch the roy family eviscerate each other <laughs> yes it's like ooh, maybe i'll bake something one day i won't but <laughs> maybe and and like covid and like you know financial ruin and uh-huh. housing market uh-huh. i feel like none of that stuff exists over there I know yeah. It does, but it yeah, doesn't. Sure, here. but not but, in the tent on the stage. In the tent, it's nice. Yeah, but uh, no. There's Curb and there's Succession right now. Uh, sure, that's what you got now. Curb people, your enthusiasm, by the way. A show that's been airing for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a new show. <laughs> but now people would suggest that there are new shows worth watching right now. And I, to that I say no. But in the inverse, there's only like you know. Like the franchise movies, right? There's like yeah a new franchise movie of the month it's, or whatever. I, it's so you say this, and I'm fascinated by it. You're totally right. Right, like and but it, there, there's actually a lot of interesting movies, especially right now. Yeah. Like this, this month's amazing. Yes. With, I mean, you could look at Wes Anderson as a franchise, but and we got y- yeah, it it becomes Dune, James Bond, and Wes Anderson, and Halloween Kills are four big you know, franchise. Yeah. But the last, things. like Ridley Scott last school, I, I mean, and, and, and then, a month yeah. from now we're getting the next Ridley Scott movie in house of Gucci. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Well, Okay. Yeah. House of Gucci, but even like the past month, like the card counter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ton, uh, like I feel like there's been a substantial influx of interesting movies basically yes. is what I'm trying to say. And no one I know <laughs> is interested in any of them. <laughs> Oh, not at all. And yeah. and, and it's so... I, but I'm, the squid game! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm so fascinated by it. And, and for me, it's so easy. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this 90-minute movie that I don't know anything about. Right. Like, people play the short game. I, th- I feel like people play the oh this television show is twenty minutes or a half hour, but it's not because it's eight hours. Exactly, I play the long game, and the long game is like ten seasons of this terrible show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's I I don't know I don't know what this is I don't I I do I mean you could guess and I could you know it's that it's that TV is feeding into that shorter attention span of. You know, they they construct episodes to be episodes. And so it is T- a shorter thing. It almost feels like scrolling on Instagram where yeah. the episode ends and then, boom, next one pops up. Like, yeah. I scroll, done with this post, next story, whatever. Yep. But a yep. movie, you're not going to start another movie. There's a finality to it and yep. a, all right, now you have to go to bed or maybe now you stop engaging with entertainment that makes. Yeah, sense i'm not gay. gonna just uh, uh, very rarely am i just putting on another movie yeah like it is a much more conscious act of like yeah. oh i'm gonna watch this i'm gonna commit yeah. to this yep yeah. and that's why you know we there's so many jokes of like yeah i spent 45 minutes on, sitting on netflix trying to decide what movie to watch before <laughs> ultimately just right. pressing play on seinfeld <laughs> and it's like oh people aren't getting married as often as they used to <laughs> I'm sh- I'm shocked. <laughs> it's like I can't commit an evening to this to to this maybe not ideal thing to watch. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Maybe we're getting too far down the rabbit trail here, but no, I, I get I I guess I just keep getting nostalgic for uh the yeah, the the era of Rear Window. Yeah. The the I mean and and we see this today and Hitchcock really is a forerunner in kind of this auteur theory of filmmaking, you know, the director mm-hmm. as author, the director as you know, the the pinnacle, you know, the 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 driving force creatively of mm-hmm. a film. Um Hitchcock himself is a brand and right. and that's a franchise. Yeah, and that's why the original you know, franchise so much so many of these movies were successful because it was like oh we get to see the new Al- alfred hitchcock movie it's why in rear window he did this in his later movies you know he he his thing was director cameos he's in all of his movies right and he shows up in the first 10 minutes of rear window as the butler yep. at the at the Uh, the composer's house. I wish one of us was a musician like, okay, I am, but you know, who could actually make a Uh song, not just play guitar for church. Um, because we'd have what I want right now is Hitchcock watch and then a little (laughs) like jingle song. Yeah. For anytime we do a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Uh, But the reason he shows up in the first 10 minutes of the movie is because people would go to his movies and they would be, let's let's try to find him. And he just, he's like, no, I'm here. Hello. Like almost like waving to the camera. Yeah. Like get off me. Focus. Focus on the movie. And in later movies, it's even quicker. Like North Northwest. It's in. He walks down the street immediately. He walks down the street in the first three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's like, shut up, just watch the movie. So, so in in a, in a certain way, it becomes this conscious effort to kind of uh, get away from even that franchisee brand feel of like, right. I, I just really just want you to watch the movie. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I got you in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, as, as much as Hitchcock is a brand... Um, he's he is a brand and a franchise in the way that paul thomas anderson is or that Mm -hmm. wes anderson is Um, quentin quentin you know the these kind of guys that are really uh people go to theater no matter what it's their name on it yes and but they're also pretty pretty intent on making original movies and yes and you know i would be shocked i mean it would be, I mean, I would lose my mind if Wes Anderson was going to direct a Marvel movie. I mean, I would go see <laughs> you, it. <laughs> that would be the best one. <laughs> it would be certainly the weirdest one. Uh, oh, God, it would be like the lowest stakes possible. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but you know that's it's just not gonna happen like uh, for right. as for as many years as Quentin Tarantino has been threatening to make a uh Star Trek movie I don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> oh please don't do that <laughs> uh I mean Hitch- Star Trek so have to watch before I'm like yeah this makes sense <laughs> I mean all those movies are like that <laughs> it's like yeah watch The Great Escape once upon a time in Hollywood it's even better now but I do not want to go down that trail with Star Trek <laughs> anyways yeah I I guess what I'm really trying to say is that Alfred was such a gift yeah it's it's, truly here's what I'll say the more I live my life in a uh, you know semi-creative field or industry the more I am just utterly amazed by competency I know and uh past that like you know marveling genius yeah yeah the the fact that anything gets made (laughs) yeah (laughs) like but but also that in a lot of these things these are pretty singular visions Um, right it's insane sarah read some trivia piece that he had just like done some diet or lost a bunch of weight during rear window and Mm, he felt like he was at the height of his creative powers or something wow so, yeah. 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 Um Madman. Yeah. Uh speaking of, boy that show's so good. Um yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, yeah? That's Oh, oh, sorry. I was picturing Breaking Bad for some reason. That's yes, Mad Madman's perfection. God, my gosh. I <laughs> start so just sour on everything. <laughs> Next week you could be like, oh, speaking of Seinfeld, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like loving Mad Men is our brand. I know. I'm like, eh. it's funny you said Mad Men. I was literally picturing Walter White. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: eh.
0: <laughs> I was surprised at your affection for it. No, I think Breaking Bad's just whatever. Uh, I, which you know, might I might have to cut that from this podcast because people people come out for Breaking Bad. <laughs> I just never want to watch it again No. and just see that like dark green and browns forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we have oh, to cook. Okay. Uh, g- a couple more things on Rear Window. Um, I mean, it's just, it's brilliant. It's so sus- suspenseful. It's so effective in what it does in ways that the modern movies can achieve. Like, right. they are movies. So, so rare. But it, but it, I, and I, look it was probably rare back then um but yeah but it is just so such a singular achievement um i want to talk about the performances um how does how do these performances this this kind of the the jimmy stewart of it all the grace kelly how does that hit you today as you're watching it does it feel distracting is it no i love it yeah i i don't have a lot of con- context for grace kelly um, I feel like I need to like up my catalog of her her stuff. I have I have basically no context for Grace Kelly other than this movie, and she is perfect. She you is You know, what I love people. Grace Kelly to- had such an accent back then. I know. Yeah, th- that it's like, Atlantic. oh, stop it. Yeah, that's a bad example. Yeah, okay, I'm trying to think of an example. People just speak with such di- like disgusting cadence now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> there was an elegance. Inelegance, yes. Yes. And that's what that's Grace Kelly has it. Uh so You can't learn grace. Grace is something you're born with. (laughs) Seinfeld. Listen, I don't want Grace. I don't have Grace. I don't even say grace. Is that Seinfeld?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, but these performances, wow. I just Jimmy Stewart, man. It's, the jimmy stewart thing is even really funny to me because he's definitely has a reputation and it's mm-hmm. the over the top now, well, you well, know well, 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 yeah, it's jimmy stewart here you know like yeah. that kind of thing yeah, bring and, that camera over here and, and that's really not what's happening in the movie like no he, he's fantastic he, he's so good he's so controlled um, you know that sequence where he, you know, he thinks Lisa is going to get caught yes. on the other side of the apartment. It's like he's so good at anxiety. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or terror. Um, like I mean, similarly to *It's a Wonderful Life* when he's like mm-hmm. losing his mind. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is good. I've yeah. felt this way before. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, I mean, it's the same in Vertigo. I mean, it's it's not a one shot thing with him. He he really was just this good. Yeah. Um. I those two performances, I loved a a darkness that Hitchcock pulls out of him. Yes, um, it's not that kind of saccharin Jimmy Stewart of of I would say of his reputation. Uh, Right, right. Similar, like um, what's the Mister Smith Goes to Washington? Yeah, or he. It's not just the like pure go lucky. Yes, I, I was thinking. I was just thinking of that movie. Um, Which it, is a good the, movie. The, there's a there's a purity, and a and a wholesomeness to him. Yes, That's and, and and that's part of you know, part of his his deal. You know, part of that right. the, 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 the uh, that he actually has that and can show that. Not, yeah, it, can. really well. And then and actually, it's just, again, this brilliant thing. He and Hitchcock to have a partnership and they do these movies together and 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 Hitchcock draws out kind of the darkness from you know and and I think in both movies vertigo and in this he he begins with the purity and wholesom- wholesomeness of these guys right in right. vertigo it's this uh you know f- former detective kind of thing but he and he has like trauma and fear there's a wholesomeness there but then he becomes this like Very consuming, controlling, disturbing. Oh yeah, Yeah. and the same thing in this. It's like I was just trying to get a picture, and you know, right or like, like just people watching, not like obsessive voyeurism. Yeah, it's the it's the way he goes from you know basically National Geographic photographer. There's there are few there are, are that's a pretty wholesome you know profession. you ever had fish heads <laughs> <laughs> like, of course not <laughs> uh, but you, you know you've got you know that's a pretty wholesome profession and though the way it just kind of descends from harmless people watching and and that in the beginning when he sees the people that are like sunbathing on the rooftop and that weird shot of a helicopter that gets all close to them I and, know like, <laughs> it's like feels like very out of place and and he kind of looks at that and like rolls his eyes like Ugh, that you know who would who needs to do that like right. you know use a helicopter to spy on these girls sunbathing or whatever and it's like that's what he does in this movie <laughs> but but then but you know he's he's kind of dismissive of that and then that's what he gets himself wrapped up into yeah um, awesome. I want I wanted to talk about um, uh. Two, two more things from the movie Hey, me um the first is we were talking about the humor and and the, these key things kind of tie together and again the strength of the movie to me is this pure cinema um idea and and mm-hmm. kind of one aspect of it that I actually uh, two aspects of it that I caught onto during this watch first is the the newlywed couple Right. Uh, so we laughed every time he tried oh, to get a cigarette. Oh, my it's God. It's like Harry or whatever his name is. It's like, wow. <laughs> but it's so funny. It's so it, fu- And it's like the, the, the least amount of uh, explanation, he, dialogue. Yeah, he, he's so efficient. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Doing the it's, most with the least. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get this perfect setup of, of Jeffries looking over there and they're newlyweds. Jeffrey's is kind of like – this is the first people that he's kind of like really like leaning forward to spy on because mm-hmm. they start to kiss and then they, you know, pull the shade down and Jeffrey's kind of like, okay. We know, know what they're going to do. I, I, we know what they're going to do. And then it's, it's like the first time that Lisa is really indicting him about spying on his neighbors and she says, you don't know the private lives of these people. You cannot know that. You cannot know what's actually going on in people's apartments just by spying on them from yours. Right. And she points to that drawn shade, and she says, "You don't know any better what's going on behind that curtain than you know." Blah blah blah. And and he looks over at it, and he just gives this look like I know exactly what's happening over there right now. Right. And it's so funny, and it, there's not a there's not a line spoken about it. It's a shot of the window, it's a shot of Jimmy Stewart, and it's so funny. Or, yeah, there's so much just eye, uh, like, side-eye glances that tell a story. Yeah. Like, with his detective friend, noticing, like, her staying over for the night with her, like... Oh, yeah. With the box and the... What's his name? Remember the guy's name? Doyle. Careful, Doyle. (laughs) He doesn't say Doyle, it says his name, but it's like... (laughs) Like it's just him, like looking around at different things in the room. Yeah, and there is like a whole story being told. That's like a weird side story for this guy, this yeah. detective. Um, he's so good at this—the kind of the, the kind of two shot of a character looking at something and then their perspective, and then back mm. to their reaction. And and it's paced really well because that can be really hard in in to do well. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's it's a mainstay of filmmaking but um and, and i you know i see a lot of creative uses of it in thrillers and horror movies especially when they withhold that second shot mm-hmm. where you you see the or or you see the reaction shot but you don't see what the person is looking at right and that can be a really great source of tension building but in bad movies you see a reaction shot and then the, they, they just won't give you the they won't give you the the point of view shot and you're like there's no reason to withhold it. You just didn't get it. You didn't get it on the day. You didn't get the coverage. Like this is not good, you know. Yeah. Um. Or, or the shot was messed up, so we couldn't use it. And, and and it's just so fundamental to filmmaking. But I think Hitchcock really becomes a forerunner to how to use that effectively, um, yeah. which he does here. And and then and so the, I love that. And then and then that that curtain and Harry <laughs> becomes such a such, punchline a consistent source of humor yeah yeah um and 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 the way he constantly is like twisting on where the joke is at right. first it's the joke of like well you we know what's going on there and then it's the joke of like boy this guy is exhausted already and yep. and then they hate each other by the end of the movie how quickly the newlyweds in a week <laughs> yeah yeah uh and then the other another sequence i love is at the end after all the drama and then it cuts to however many days later Jeff's now in two casts cuz right. he's broken his other leg and it's no dialogue you get this you know the the pan of his two legs and okay we're reacclimated we know his new situation and then it's Lisa laying there but it's it's not the same Lisa she's wearing pants <laughs> right and and it's the you know and there's other things too she's she's got her you know adventure guide book right or whatever and then she sets it aside to read her bizarre harper's bizarre magazine but um but it's those tiny little details it's oh it matters that she's wearing pants now (laughs) right or or like yeah that's a signal how how complete their relationship arc is of she could use a dose of uh, grit and adventure, and kind of uh, like rubbing shoulders with the darker side of life. And then he could use, you know, a dash of grounded, you have to be here, you have to develop a relationship that's more than just, you know, the next thing, the next yes. adventure. Yeah. And, and so her being able to prove to him, hey, I can hang. Yeah. You know, like. Hey, it, hey. And they, they don't just, say any of that, you know. No, no, they don't. There's not even a conversation there. But yeah. you just, you know, oh, this relationship is going to work out, and yeah, she can hang, but she's also still her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've turned a corner, and and I just love the ending. Uh, my friend Tony and I were talking about it as we were walking out of the theater, and and he he had kind of said, he's like, oh, to be honest, I wasn't really expecting a happy ending. Uh, I I would have been not surprised if Jeff had fallen from the window and died or something like what <laughs> I, I don't know if that's exactly what he says and I think part of that is like that's that's very modern right movie making you know right uh it's like there's no way Jimmy Stewart's dying no but but what we had taught what he and I talked about were like well like, you know if the if the entire movie is a metaphor for watching movies then of course the movie watcher character has to turn out okay at the end because right. Hitchcock still wants us to go to the movies like and he's now got two broken legs <laughs> yeah yeah more movies now like yeah. and that's that is what i find so interesting about the movie it it in it, in one way is an a condemning indictment against this kind of you know culture that is emerging that is obsessed with people watching and voyeurism but at the same time he's like yeah, movies are the right. best. You're, That's you're what we be do fine. here. That's what we do. At least do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> at least actually catch a murderer. <laughs> yeah, or at least do it in this way that, uh, you know, it's engaging with culture, not uh, looking at your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. In real life and yeah. freaking them out. Do you uh, have a favorite courtyard character? Um, I like the piano guy just because his apartment's cool. Yeah, the big bay windows. Yeah, those are those are amazing. But yeah. I, I think one of my favorite parts is that just because he she liked
1: him. <laughs> Mourning the dog. Yeah, that, that's what I was. Is that why say. you I, did
0: it? I love the dog lady. Yeah, she's great. Or the yeah. girl that's sun tanning. Yeah, Miss Hearing Aid. Nosey. Her name. Yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, you're not planting them right you're not taking care of those right like like, oh why don't you go shut up (laughs) she's like whoa nib (laughs) up she starts sculpting and it's like this ugly like what's happening (laughs) there's so many fun uh, loose ends tied up like that one girl who's been like entertaining men her husband comes mm-hmm. home and he's like... Yeah, <laughs> he's like a real George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> and they're like both so happy. Or Miss Lonely Hearts. Miss Lonely Hearts. Um, uh, yeah, and she ends being up in the musician. by the music. Yeah, she yeah. ends up in the musicians. And I love the way he he kind of takes pieces of the ancillary stories, the dog people and Miss Lonely Hearts, and weaves them into the main story right uh, and, and so it's all it, it as you're watching it, it feels like window dressing mm-hmm. but no like the whole every bit of this is a part of um, everyone's got a mini little arc yeah yeah, yeah. and it's but, and, and most of it is without dialogue it's really amazing yeah. yeah yeah are you ready to move on to segments let's jump in are you drinking anything tonight um no <laughs> <laughs> What do you I had got? a uh, hibiscus Lacroix. Ooh, yeah. Good. No, I like it a lot. That flavor. What's your top yeah. three Lacroix La top power La rankings? This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of segments. Uh, cran raspberry. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, tangerine and lime. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I I Rochers. like coconut. It's Coconut's disgusting. number The coconut is disgusting. Coconut is number 1 by a like I would do that every time. No. Coconuts one of my favorite flavors. Period. I don't like coconut. I'm going key lime instead of lime. I do like the key lime. And I might I might agree with the tan tangerine. I love but tangerine. I, but I could be talking to grapefruit too. Oh, yeah, I do like the grapefruit one. All right, this has been uh, LaCroix Corner. <laughs> LaCroix Corner, a new segment. <laughs> um, all right, what do we got? Favorite shot. I mean, it's obvious. It's it's like a top 10 shot of all time of any Of movie. all time. We Should we do like a supportive shot from each of okay, us? Okay, well, say what it is. It's it's the, the, the dark cigarette. apartment, yeah. cigarette burning, Thorwald uh, sitting in the dark. It's amazing. It's chilling. It is that you know that feeling in the movie theater full uh, of people whole, everyone's like ooh he's le- in there leaned <laughs> in and you see it and it's just like exhales like uh, God. it's perfection you know yeah. when he got that shot he was like alright come on <laughs> I'm not bad at this <laughs> in case y'all noticed but do you have a second or uh, one that sticks um, out let's see I, I love the introduction to Lisa Fremont um hmm. it's you know this close like when she leans up in. it's the lean in it's just so like jarring and yeah, it's kind of a uh, dreamlike yeah um it, it's it's not what we're used to so far in the movie mm-hmm. um and, and it might be purposeful because so far we're used to Jeffries and then all these people that he's seen from far away but this is actually someone leaning into him mm-hmm. and 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 bo- boy if that's not an introduction to that character you know this yeah. is this is the woman in his apartment who's who's literally trying to get his attention and he is distracted by what's happening in the neighbor's houses yeah. um and so the first image we see of her other than that magazine cover that um i think we see as we pan across all of his stuff, um, yeah, is is this dreamy picture? And Grace Kelly's beautiful. It's it's amazing. And he does like a slow mo too when she leans yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, like it's um, one of the few like camera effects. Yep, it feels like, yep, but nice. Um, I like to one is when it yeah it's her first scene as well, and they're like drinking, and and there's that like orange sky behind them. And the co- the colors oh, yeah. are just, and their drinks are also orange. It's like this is beautiful. Um, so that, and then I it, think and I, is that also the moment where he toasts to Miss Lonely Hearts? I think so. I love that moment. I yeah. I caught that for the first time, really. That that, you know, I, I've seen that image of him holding up the glass. Yeah. But in context, it's him to Miss Lonely Hearts. Yeah. Kind of names are off. Yeah. Um, but then the other one is when he is waiting for, what's the bad guy's name? Thorwald. Thorwald to get there, and he uh. Uh, gets his light ready, and he like rolls back into the shadows by the window. Yeah. And he's just like, like his, like he rolls back so the lighting takes his face away. Yep. So that's shadowed out. Yeah. But it's like uh, th- I, I love the way. The way Hitchcock uses the shadows in that scene too. Yeah. Like Thor- Thorwald opens the door. He's in total darkness. He takes a step forward, and you just like this little bit of light over his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Those two next to each other are pretty cool. Yeah. And just uh, kind of like how they've been viewing each other. This, I mean, like, yeah. like, because what's Jimmy Stewart's character? name? Jeffries. Jeff. Jeffries is yeah this mystery man. To, yeah. to Thorwald. What do you want? <laughs> He's like, I have no money, <laughs> so I guess I'll kill you. <laughs> and everyone can see it. That, that's the one plot hole. Is like, why didn't you lock the okay. door? <laughs> we we have also inexplicably not talked about the 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 moment where you know Jimmy is thinks Lisa is going to get caught, and the police arrive just in time. Right. I mean, she she is she is in literally in a physical altercation with Thorwald, and. The police arrive, and then she puts her hands behind her back because she knows Jeff is watching through the binoculars. She couldn't wait. She could not wait. She points at the wedding ring, and Thorwald looks at her, pointing at the wedding ring, and then looks up into the camera, uh, which is Jimmy Stewart's point of view. It is chill. as chilling as a cigarette moment. It's perfect. It's like, oh, boy. It's (laughs) perfect. It's like, oh my gosh! And he and 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 his reaction is, oh no! Like he he doesn't he knows what's coming. He knows this 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 guy's coming for him. That's why I'm like, lock the door. What are you I doing? I know. I know. Should have just locked the door. But you know, whatever. He's in a wheelchair. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Love it. Uh, next segment. We know letterbox already. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Five stars. All timer. And it's a Hall of Famer for the show, which yep. I need to make that graphic. But so far we have Parasite, Ladybird. Once Upon a Time. W- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There will be there, blood. There will be blood. Rear window. We got five. Yeah, I think we have. Oh, a, wait. A- oh, we got to add Moneyball to that. Dang it. Oh, I love Moneyball. Boy, we're Is watching we- the hits this year. Is Moneyball Hall of Fame? I think it's got to be. Uh, I'm yeah. comfortable with that. I am almost not, but okay. Like you, you know, in a couple years when we get to call the list, I'll, we could pull it off. But yeah. Uh, what else we got? Unsung hero. What have we got for unsung? You have you got yours? No. Oh, you seemed excited. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, ju- I'm I'm just thinking about it. I I hadn't I honestly hadn't thought about unsung hero with this movie. Um. I'm gonna go with the <clears throat> wife that got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> what? She she's the reason we have this whole thing, and I, uh, I again I just love the idea that Hitchcock's like all right why is he gonna kill her? Like, <laughs> she's like go make me something. She's just like annoying. Uh, you're not gonna go with Harry. <laughs> that one's pretty good. I could let you take that one. Uh I don't know. I like that dog too. Uh. Dogs are good unsung Hero. We like Animal unsung Heroes. Yeah, you take the dog, I'll take the... Well, <laughs> that performance deserved best supporting. Uh, yeah, love it. Okay. Um, point of that, I, I, I don't know what else to say about Rear Window, but I feel like I could also talk about it for you know, so much more. Um, well... Normally we do what else we're watching slash would recommend, but I think we should just jump into the explanation of next week's episode. Well, I, got, I got other movies. I got movies I've watched. Oh, geez. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I love All S- the movies S- I've S- watched are in preparation for next week's episode. And I've been watching other movies. <laughs> and you're like, I haven't watched those movies. Um... I I'm just gonna I've watched a ton since because we recorded our last episode was Moneyball and we recorded a while ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have I talked about After Hours on the podcast yet? Uh, No, I watched After Hours. This Martin Scorsese movie from uh, 1985. And this is we 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 talked about this when we had Jared Hogan on the first time. That kind of movie that as you're watching it, you are realizing Oh, this, this is like a five star immediately connects with like this is it and that was this movie for me and it's a weird movie it's like a very weird um, uh, Scorsese movie but it is wild and amazing and perfect in it's construction it is really like this little puzzle box of a movie um, and I don't, I don't even know what to say about it, but it takes place over the course of one night, and the lead character is just desperately trying to get home as he's stuck in Soho after work with a girl he met at a diner. And... Everything is conspiring against him, and the movie gets wilder and wilder. And at one point, there's a roving band of advocate or a roving band of uh, vigilantes searching for him in the streets of New York City because they think he's a cat burglar. And that roving band is led by Catherine O'Hara driving an ice cream truck. <laughs> and none of that feels out of place if you're watching the movie. <laughs> Oh, that's Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I the, gotta watch this movie. Yeah, the Catherine O'Hara from uh, you know all Field of the Juice. Christopher Guest movies, uh, Schitt's Creek. If you're into that, I'm not, but uh, <laughs> she's 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 amazing. She's uh, amazing. After Hours, absolutely incredible. I loved it. It's on Criterion. Um, Must but, watch. Oh, it's 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 insane. I really want you to watch it. Uh, I will. Because I would do it as an episode of the podcast. Like, Heck, yeah. I, it blew me away. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. so, uh, Check out. <clears throat> um, Other than for this next week's episode, I think Tatan. Yeah, I watched it, too. <laughs> you know, which uh, is, I cannot recommend it to anybody. Nope. Um, but I also get why a lot of people are really into it. It's fine. (laughs) You are like mad at this movie. It just didn't work for me, but that's fine. It's very aggressive with its imagery. Um, Yeah. And I also watched the original Wicker Man. Oh, how'd you like that? It's fine. Yeah. It's like, I feel like with horror movies, the context is everything. So like with friends and like snacks and like, maybe you're not paying attention really, then it's... It's a good one. Yeah. But next week. Speaking of horror movies. We have our Halloween special. The returning. Jared Hogan. Help us navigate the tumultuous horror movie waters. Uh, We're doing our Halloween extravaganza episode. The premise. uh, We're some horror movie newbies. So Jared has created two lists. One, a little late to start now, but if you feeling up to it, it's uh, 31 movies, a movie a day for each day of October leading up to Halloween. And then what we will be doing and talking about on t- next week's episode is 10 specific movies that Jared has curated for us three to watch and talk about. And it's a combination of horror movie classics, a couple B-movies, um and some some modern some modern hits thrown in as well and i'm excited for the uh the diversity of content we have on this list (laughs) yes and uh i said this on our halloween mini i'm watching most of these i'm not watching all of them a couple of them i say one of them i turned on and got about 10 minutes in and said this is not uh for me and so i turned it off and you know what? Everybody, you do you on this. You do you. And that's the discourse I'm excited to, to speak on as well. Of yeah. Of people's grid or, you know. My guess is, we've not recorded the stuff. episode yet, but my guess is that if you have seen zero movies on the list, or all ten, you can still engage in the conversation and get something out of it. It's going to be good. Yeah. We, we're not going to be too... too you know, we're not going to be too deep dive on every, every one yeah. of these. It's going to yeah. be a bigger conversation about horror movies and what we love and don't love about them, which yep. with Jared, who is a huge horror movie fan. So I'm yes. excited to also kind of learn more about the genre from what he's got. He's got to say. So yeah. we're very, very excited for that episode. It's a, a special extravaganza all out. It's going to be great. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, so check out the list you can find those uh, the, the list of the 10 movies and the 31 list on our Instagram account Movies While They Sleep um, you can find our favorite shots from River Window and other movies and just kind of stay up to date with everything um, there as well that's the best place to follow us right now um, and one of the things that we are just kind of recommending or asking uh, that you do is just share the podcast with a friend uh, one, one friend yeah Who likes Uh, movies who likes movies who likes Alfred Hitchcock who likes classics whatever Jimmy Stewart Grace Kelly uh, share the podcast with a friend send them a link you know whatever it is Um, uh, share share and spread the love right yeah we got a very sweet review recently that was it was talking about what we were hoping this pod would do which is you know uh, turn people on to good good movies and to have a conversation like you're having with a good friend over yeah. dinner, about whatever yeah. you saw recently. Yeah, so. that was a cool review.
1: Thank you for that. Whoever did that. Yeah, we appreciate you.
0: We see you, and we'll see you next week for the Halloween special. Ha ha ha! Good night, y'all. Bye.
1: Love it.